Today on Podcast Royal, it's all things coronation, our thoughts, our observations, and our breakdown of the historic occasion. It is the first coronation in 70 years and hopefully the last for at least 20. So let's chat all about it right here. Welcome back to Podcast Royal. Hey, Rachel, how's it going? Good. How are you? Doing good. It's It's been a busy week, but we promised everybody we would be back. Um, I know we just had an episode drop last week, and we're back again, excited to talk about the coronation. Yes, and we will get our, our sea or our sea footing. What is that? Our our sea legs, our sea legs. I tried to say footing and sea legs, <laughs> our sea footing. We'll get our footing and our sea legs back eventually. Jessica and I are just going through a season of on both of our, in both of our lives, tumultuous change. We're good. We're going to move through this, but we're just trying to get our balance. So forgive us for the random Friday episode and we'll, we'll get back on track. But uh, this has been a week so far of since our last episode dropped on Friday of Kate beekeeping, attending the Chelsea flower show, William rowing for mental health awareness and honestly looking pretty hot while doing so. <laughs> I do say so myself and Harry losing his legal bid for UK police protection. We'll get back to regular news in our next episode, but we're going back in time, two and a half weeks time on today's episode to chat exclusively about the coronation, which of course was the first in 70 years since June of 1953. So as promised, King Charles delivered a ceremony that was shorter. It was about half the length of Queen Elizabeth's three-hour ceremony. It was smaller, 2,300 guests as opposed to 8,000 in 1953. That's staggeringly high number. And sooner, this was executed in just eight months as opposed to 16 months for Queen Elizabeth's. And we've got a lot to get into, but I do want to share, I, I kind of teased this on the last episode, this kind listener review from Jelena, I, I hope I'm saying your name correctly. She writes interest that our show is interesting, filled with updates on happenings hosted by two kind women. Sorry about the passing of Edison too. So thank you for that, Jelena. I, I really was struck by the kind women comment. I think called mm-hmm. kind is just, I mean, that's, that's what we strive for. Yes, I really appreciate that too. And for the the thoughts about Edison, that means a lot to me. Rachel, I also wanted to share a really kind DM we got on Instagram last week. One of our listeners, Chrissy, messaged and said, this is my favorite podcast. I just found you like two weeks ago, and I think I have listened to every episode. Oh my God, that sounds like total (laughs) torture. I'm so sorry. Oh God. all the way back she also says I love how unbiased and fact-driven you both are it's refreshing and hard to find in the royal podcast thank you so thank you Chrissy I know I chatted with you for a few seconds on Instagram but that was also a really nice message and we appreciate it Chrissy that's amazing and you deserve some kind of commendation or medal for listening to 90 plus episodes of of us in two (laughs) weeks that's uh that's impressive um but it has so before we get into it let's cue it up we don't really I mean we we come in we like to think well researched and you know very uh very prepared this episode is not going to really be that it's been first of all it's been a couple of weeks since the coronation we're recording this on May 23rd 
Um, a lot of water, I, I know in my life and I know in your life too, a lot of water has gone under the bridge since May 6th and the coronation. We're also going off the cuff here. We decided to not break down every minute of the coronation ceremony and everything surrounding because likely you all watched it. I mean, we don't have to rehash this for you. You, you very much likely watched all of this. So we're not doing that. We're just sharing our thoughts and opinions. We're going to go off the cuff. So forgive our informality. Normally we're a lot more buttoned up than this, but we're just going to chat about the coronation for a little bit. So let's get into it. Shall we starting with uh, Friday, May 5th? Yeah. So Friday we saw a surprise walkabout at the mall and we saw King Charles, William, Catherine was also there, but we didn't see Camilla at this one. And I know you noticed that too, Rachel, because we chatted about it. Yeah, we did chat about it at the time. And there were actually, this is not funny, but there were actually rumors that circulating at the time that she was kind of freaking out, Camilla, about, um, I don't know if she was having some anxiety or a panic attack. Of These rumors were proven to not be the case. You'll talk about this in a second. She was just not there and she never was supposed to be there. But, um, you know, we didn't see much of her in the days leading up to the actual day. And so, you know, tabloids, as they do, said that she's panicking. Oh, my gosh. You know, she never expected to be queen, which is true. She never did. But um, those were those rumors were proven to be false. So, as I said, you know, they were out greeting the public. We saw Catherine in this white Jenny Packham dress that had the black detailing with the little uh, like sort of like a ribbon belt and around the mm-hmm. neckline. And she had the black Aquazura bow tie pumps on. I loved this outfit. I thought yes. it looked fabulous. Yeah, I loved all of all of her outfits um, in the lead up to the coronation. And we'll, of course, talk about her outfit at the coronation itself. But many people made a note that Megan also prefers Aquazura shoes. Um, I say, let let women wear the same shoe. It really is OK. I don't think there's like a hidden message there that Kate's trying to send with the shoe about Megan, some kind of a diss or something. Um, I just think they're cute shoes. So, I mean, a lot of people made a big fuss about Kate's wearing Megan's preferred shoe brand. I don't think there's any there there. Do you have any thoughts on this? I totally agree. I saw the rumors also, and I I don't think they were sending any messages with that. I think it's, it's a cute really shoe. Cute shoe. It's a cute <laughs> shoe. Yeah, I would wear the shoe. I don't care who else likes the shoe. It's a cute shoe. So then on Friday, they had a lunch reception at Buckingham Palace. Again, no Camilla. Camilla really wasn't at all seen, I don't think, on Friday. Obviously, she was there on Saturday, but there was a royal warrant issued by the king that confirmed Camilla is now officially Queen Camilla. So that, I mean, that's a royal warrant. So, um, you know, in everything I've been writing since then, she has been Queen Camilla. And I think everyone has kind of fallen into line. And, you know, the more you do it, the easier it gets, I've found. And um, by the way, Camilla's grandson, Gus Lopez, who is a page of honor at the coronation, uh, he apparently broke his arm, but he continued on as, as page of honor. So, um, thankfully he, he wasn't too hurt and everything seemed okay. Well, Friday evening, we also had a reception at Buckingham palace. We saw Catherine in this Royal blue self-portrait dress and blue Aquazura slingback pumps. Um, what did you think about this dress, Rachel? I'm kind of curious. I loved all of her outfits in the lead up to the coronation. I really, I really think that, I mean, I've really loved her. I mean, you know, this listeners, we've talked about this. We went through a polka dot moment that I was not a fan of. We went through some shoulder pads, some like 1980s throwback weirdness that I was not into, but I am loving everything she's coming out with these past, 
this past month, I would say, I can't think of anything that recently that I've been like, oh my gosh, that was a miss. But did you notice that she wore red, white, and blue, of course, presumably for the Union Jack throughout the week? I noticed that. I did. I loved that red coat she had on earlier in the week. I, like I said, I loved the black and white dress. The blue one, the style is not really my favorite, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I um, love the color though. Yeah. I mean, again, we, we keep seeing, we keep seeing her and others and in, in the blue color. Um, but I would have to say if I had to pick, I'd go with the black and white dress. Um, mm-hmm. that's a great look that, that that's an, I mean, yeah, she, I, I just think she's been killing it lately. I've, I've been a big fan. So we, again, we didn't see Camilla at the evening reception and I had actually, uh, seen some reports that she didn't really a plan to be at these pre Saturday events because she wanted to rest up for the big event. Yeah. I don't really know what the truth was there, but I kind of want to know your thoughts. Do you think she should have been there? Do you think it was okay that she didn't show up? Yeah. I mean, if you need to rest, rest, but I mean, this is the lead up to the biggest day of your husband's life. And it's also a huge day in your life too. Um, she, I mean, we have to remember that these, you know, Camilla's 75 years old and there's nothing, you know, that doesn't preclude you or exclude you from doing everything you want to do. But if you need some rest, get some, rest. I mean, shoot, I might need some rest and I'm 36, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine, honestly, going from being Camilla Parker Bowles in let's say arbitrary year, like 1993 to, you know, the pressure that had to be on her for this coronation. And, and there were critics, there are critics, there will always be critics, my gosh. And, you know, maybe she just needed a break and that's okay. And thankfully we've got William and Kate who step up and um, are there with, with the King and, you know, she came out in, in full form and fashion over the weekend, obviously Saturday, she was at the coronation concert on Sunday. And so, um, take care of yourself. I mean, if that's what she needed to do, I'm glad she did it. Yeah. I mean, I totally get where you're coming from there. I do feel like though, this is a really, like, if you're ever going to show up, (laughs) this is a really important I agree. People traveled from around the world to, to be there. And so for me, I, you know, I'm thinking, and I feel this way about weddings too. Like when you, when you get married, it's the bride and groom's big day, but it's not just about the bride and groom. It's about all the family and friends that are there to celebrate. And so you have Mm -hmm. an obligation, right. To show up to your events and to do things. And I, I, think the coronation is kind of like that they had guests there that you know were coming to see them and it would have been great to have her make even just a short appearance I would have liked to have seen that so you know again we don't really know why she missed and and it could totally have been a very valid reason but I do think making that appearance would have been really really important yeah I mean maybe not for the surprise walkabout but for the reception it was it was Mm -hmm. kind of jarring to not see her there So let's go ahead and jump into Saturday because we had a lot going on. I mean, that was the big, big day. Before we get into the events, I do want to share some listener comments that we had on Instagram. So I polled listeners and I asked, how are you celebrating the coronation? And we got quite a few responses. I'm going to just pick a couple here that stick out to me. Um, let's see. Vicky said, hopefully to see the ceremony on TV, providing I wake up on time. Um, Jean said, I shall watch 
from, let's see, I shall watch the BBC from 4 a.m., then attend a tea in Niagara Falls, Canada. That sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Megan said champagne quiche and a lot of coffee. I hear you. It was out in Montecito, fun. Megan writing into us. I'm just kidding. That's actually <laughs> not Megan Markle, but um, I digress anyway. We also had Karen said getting up at 4 a.m. in Chicago to have quiche, bacon, and a trifle while we watch. Karen, I wish I could have joined you because that sounds wonderful. Um, Tracy in Birmingham, Alabama said celebrating Coronation Day with our version of Coronation Quiche here in Birmingham. Um, So we had a lot of good ones. Oh, and I want to read Susan said getting up at 5 a.m. to watch the ceremony and eating scones in my PJs. (laughs) All of this just sounds wonderful. And I love how everyone was enjoying it sort of together at the same time, right? In our own places around the world. Um, We also asked, did you watch the coronation? So after the fact to kind of get a feel for how many people actually tuned in and 86% of people said they did. So pretty, pretty big numbers. That's actually lower than I thought it would be. I thought it would be closer to like in the high nineties. I don't know. I mean, if you're listening to our podcast and following us on Instagram, I would assume that this is probably something that's on your radar and that you want to watch, but, um, but it was, have, it was early, like, you know, our California yeah. people, I mean, that's a commitment. I told you don't just don't go to sleep. Just go from Cinco de Mayo <laughs> to all the way through to the coronation in the UK. But I had a call. So I was obviously working, um, the event. I, I mean, God, I don't even know how many coronation stories we wrote a million. It feels like, but my call time was, I think three fifteen. What time did you end up waking up? Oh, I told you I'm going to get up right when I have to. Um, I was Mm -hmm. actually up sort of late the night before getting some stuff done. So I was pretty tired, but I woke up at. Because it started at five. five. Yeah, it was was a little before five. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was like, oh, if I miss any intro, I may have to go back and rewatch it. But I was so tired Saturday morning. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I woke up at three, like probably like. 315 ish was like sluggishly. I'm, I'm so not a morning person. I've said that, but like, I was, you know, I mean, I was also, I had adrenaline. My mom stayed over the night before. So shout out to you, mom, um, for providing the coffee and, you know, and it's difficult sometimes to report on these things while they're happening live. Cause you want to break the story. You want to break the news, but you also don't want to miss anything. So we had the TV on, we had the big screen on in my living room and my mom would be watching for anything like, you know, Harry, who was Harry interacting with while I was writing. And it was, it was a good, it was good teamwork. So thank you mom for that. That is very good teamwork. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go ahead and do some fashion from the big event. Yes. We saw a lot of good fashion here that we need to talk about. Um, so again, you know, we said lots of shades of red, white, and blue leading up to the event and at the event itself. Uh, we'll start off with Camilla. So she was in a Bruce Oldfield gown. Tell us a little bit about that, Rachel. Well, there was some detailing on the dress that was really cool. Like her, her dogs were on the dress, which is, which you can't tell when you're looking at it from far away, but when you see the close-up shots, and by the way, I want to put this plug in here. The king and queen's coronation outfits are actually going on display at Buckingham Palace from July 14th to September 24th. The Royal Collection Trust announced this week. So you can actually see everything. I don't know how up close and personal you're going to get. I mean, of course, it'll be behind glass. But um, the detailing on the dress is really beautiful. There were so many sentimental touches there. And um, 
you know, a lot of, a lot of the outfits were actually mostly covered up by robes and, and such. But when you, when you get to see the, the close-ups of, of the dresses and that includes Kate's as well, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, it's, it's absolutely stunning. I don't know if you had any thoughts on the dress. I didn't get a whole lot of, I feel like some of those dresses were that we saw our, our senior Royals in, we didn't get as good of a view as, as I would have liked. Um, mm-hmm. So just from what I saw watching it, um, very, very beautiful. I did really like the detailing about the dogs. Um, yeah, of course, really, of course really, you did. I mean, really, really sweet. <laughs> well, and, and she did not wear blue, which, you know, we, we've been talking ad nauseum about blue, 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 but I mean, it made sense because, you know, white is in, in Kate wore white as well. And that's a good segue into her. She wore an Alexander McQueen gown. She wore a floral headpiece by Jess Collette and Alexander McQueen, she had on Princess Diana's earrings, which of course I love whenever she does that. Um, it just making Diana a part of all of this can't help but think, of course, you know, gosh, in another life, Diana would have been there. But I, I will say this, and I had this conversation with someone that Charles married the right person the second time. I mean, he probably should have always married Camilla. That was always the love of his life. Diana is amazing. I'm a obviously a huge unabashed fan of hers, but to do this job, he needs the support that Camilla provides. And, but you can't also at the same time, can't help but think, you know, gosh, what if, I don't know, life had worked out differently and somehow this could be Diana here. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that thought that, but she actually, Kate, so back to Kate, she originally had on, she was wearing Diana's earrings. She also originally had on a necklace of Queen Elizabeth's but it was taken off at some point. It was on and then it was off. And, and I think it was kind of determined and decided that it was just a little bit too much with the, um, the I think it's the Royal Victorian Order. Again, we're not super well-researched for this episode, listeners. Sorry, this is mostly just our opinions. But I think she was also wearing the Royal Victorian Order medal around mm-hmm. her neck. And so there was just a little bit too much going on there. So they took the Queen's necklace off. But I thought that it was a sentimental touch while it was there anyway. Yeah, that um, that makes sense. And, you know, I, I could see how how maybe they wanted to scale that back. But I do have to say, I thought Catherine was beautiful. I oh my gosh. loved yes. the headpiece. I loved um, the, I mean, gosh, everything that she had on just looked like royalty, right? It looked so That royal. headpiece was amazing. And, you know, we had speculated in the lead up that she would be wearing a floral headpiece. And so I'm thinking like a flower crown, you know what I mean? Like, like, like the bridesmaids at her wedding wore, um, but this, I mean, this was a floral headpiece, I guess, but like, it was, it was stunning. It was just, it was much more than yeah, just the floral it was, headpiece. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, you, you mentioned we had speculated about, you know, what she might be wearing because we had heard she wouldn't be in a tiara. And we asked on Spotify, our listeners over there, if, you know, they thought she would wear a floral headpiece or a traditional tiara at the coronation. So 85% of people thought she would end up going with a traditional tiara. Only 15% predicted the floral headpiece. So I told you guys that she was going to be in a floral headpiece. I wrote about that. I told you on here. Maybe you guys will listen to me now. 85% of you didn't think I was right. Come on now. And then of course, have a little trust in your co-host here. (laughs) Of course, Princess Charlotte had that adorable smaller version. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I mean, I, 
her outfit was absolutely precious. Charlotte I mean, looked like a little, a little angel. Princess. Charlotte looked like an angel. She stole the whole show for me as far as fashion. She was she was divine, absolutely beautiful. So, and I do think that what they chose for Catherine, um, you know, because of the silver threading and beading in it, it really did, you know, it had a little sparkle and it really could almost pass as a tiara from a distance. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I thought it was beautiful and I thought they, it could, they couldn't have picked a better choice for a headpiece for her. Yeah. It was um, fantastic. So then after the coronation, we asked on Instagram who liked the floral headpiece or who missed the tiara. So 77% of people said they loved it. Only 23% said they missed the traditional tiara, which I thought was really interesting feedback. You know, the majority of people thought she would end up wearing a tiara, but then in the end, the majority of people really did like the floral headpiece. So I think, I think we all agreed on that. Yeah. And as we said, you know, of course, Princess Charlotte was kind of her, her mom's mini me. She was also wearing a white Alexander McQueen dress and a matching replica headpiece. And I mean, just Charlotte is stunningly beautiful. She just turned eight years old that week and just was epitomized class. Absolute princess. Absolutely. Yes. So we also saw Sophie, she was in a white Susanna London gown. She had a, like a white floral headpiece in. We saw Zara in a baby blue coat dress by Laura Green and matching fascinator with feather and like a ribbon embellishment at the Zara top. looked beautiful. I yes, mean, like whatever her skincare regimen is, I want it. She looked stunning. Like, Zara really amazing. stood out to me at this event. I mean, you know, we saw family and guests coming in and when I saw her outfit, I was like, oh my gosh, I love that look. Yeah, she was, I mean, and that color was great. And um, she, oh my gosh, Zara was one of the just absolute beauties at the ceremony for sure. Then we saw Princess Beatrice. Now she was in this hot pink dress with puffy sleeves. It had like a matching kind of built-in belt and she had on a metallic headband. What did you think about this outfit? Let me scroll down to the picture here because, um, hold on a second, because I, I mean, obviously I remember it. I mean, she looked beautiful. I just, she wasn't a standout for me that day. Um, but I mean, she, it, yeah, it, it wasn't like, I didn't dislike it, but I mean, Zara and then someone else that we're going to talk about in a second, just like absolutely took my breath away. So I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, again, loved Zara's dress, uh, princess Beatrice. Here's my overall thing. Well, we'll get in, we'll get into dress code later, but, um, was not blown away by the, I thought the color looked great on princess Beatrice. I mean, it looks good on her, mm -hmm. but the dress itself and the outfit, um, just wasn't as memorable for me as some of the others. And Princess Eugenie, so we saw her, she was in this navy silk dress. She had a matching sort of a long coat, matching shoes and um, a navy hat. What did you think about that one? Well, uh, she, I mean, she looked beautiful. She's very, very pregnant right now. Her hair is also quite a bit darker than it normally, than I'm normally used to seeing it. And so I honestly did not know it was her at first. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's Eugenie. Because she was walking in with, of course, Jack, her husband and, and Harry. Um, I mean, the, the York sisters, they, again, nobody was like, oh my gosh, they like, what are they wearing? You know, like, I just, I'm thinking right now of the, of Kate and Williams wedding in 2011, the fascinators and like, what was, what's going on there? But that wasn't, this was not that they looked fine. They just weren't standouts for me. I agree. Um, you know, I felt sort of the same about princess Eugenie. It was a pretty simple look. Um, felt like the hat was a little, 
I would have liked to have seen something a little bit different, um, maybe like some some kind of fascinator or something um, there with her. But um, I thought, you know, again, I liked that she stuck with the the blue color kind of going in theme. I did think it was a little bit different that Beatrice went with the hot pink because we saw, you know, Zara's in the shade of light blue. We've got Eugenie in the navy blue we've got Sophie and Catherine in the white you know and then <laughs> Princess Beatrice is in hot pink yeah um, so that was kind of kind of different um and, and kind of stuck out to me well so my standouts that weren't you know senior like weren't Kate and Charlotte were Zara as I said and Lady Louise oh my gosh she took my breath away like looking at the photos come through on Getty which is the photo service that we use she is coming into her own. I even wrote a story about it. I think I called it like Lady Louise is the young royal to watch or something like that. Like she was wearing this white and blue Irish dress by Susanna London, who is the same designer that designed for Sophie and a blue hat. And she is 19 years old and she has just, she's, she's in college. She's at the university of St. Andrews. She's stunning. I mean, Louise took my breath away and I don't know what you thought. And I definitely want to know what you think, but I mean, Zara and Louise for me were the non-senior Royal like winners. If they're, if it's not a competition, but you know, like they just absolutely were incredible for me. Yes. I thought, um, I loved that lady Louise chose the same designer that Sophie was wearing. It was like mm -hmm. a mother daughter moment, which I thought was really special. Um, I agree. I thought she looked great. I mean, you know, she's really like, I was like, you know, it feels like when we started this podcast, she was still sort of a kid. And now all of a sudden, mm -hmm. like you said, she's 19 and she's going to these events and um, she looked great. And I, I agree. I think so. I think my favorite outfit of the family um, that that really just stuck out to me that day was Zara. Um, I loved mm -hmm. the baby blue coat, coat dress. I thought the fascinator was stunning. Um, I think that's going to be my top my top look from our, you know, non-working family members. And honestly, really, you know, I thought, I thought Catherine's dress was beautiful. I, you know, again, I thought Camilla's dress and Sophie's dress, but we really didn't see a whole lot of them. Like I said before, they were sort of covered. So, I mean, really the, the one that really kind of stood out to me the most, I think was Zara. I, th I think she yeah. was. Well, and so since you picked Zara, I'm going to pick Louise because Perfect. the dress was stunning. The hat was stunning. She was stunning. The photos were stunning. It's just like when you, it's, it's, you know, when you watch, like, I felt the same way. And this is not a political show. This is not a political comment, but like, I felt the same way when I saw the photos of Sasha Obama graduating from USC, because we met Sasha Obama when she was what, like seven or eight years old. And now she's a fully grown woman of 22 or however old she is. And it's just like, I feel the same way about Louise. You know, we've, we've watched Louise grow up her entire life and now she's 19 She's fully coming into her own and she is just breathtakingly beautiful. And it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of like when you go back to the family reunion and your cousin who, you know, you like the last time you saw your cousin was like, you know, in adolescence or whatever. And mm -hmm. now they've, and now they've grown up and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, you're so beautiful. And so my winner or whatever we're calling it is Louise for sure. Well, let's talk about some of the other guests of the coronation. Rachel, we saw so many royal guests at this event, and I want to talk about some of our favorite looks from other royals in attendance. So I will say there was a strong trend I noticed over the weekend um, of this event. If listeners 
are wanting to take some fashion inspiration from Royals, let me just recommend going monochromatic with your mm-hmm. look. I, so I put some pictures here in our notes for me and Rachel to look at as we as we chat. And one thing that you can see is there are so many monochromatic outfits. And I love it. I'm such a monochromatic dresses. person. I'm not a patterns person. <laughs> totally. Well, you know, me dresses, hats, shoes, clutches, they're all, you know, like a solid color and they're all the love same it. Hue family. So I do feel like this is a pricey trend though. I mean, it definitely says Royal because honestly, most of us really don't budget to have a different color pair of shoes to perfectly match all the dresses in our closets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it is, it is a pricey trend, but we got some great photos from the day. So I want to kind of go through these and talk about some that stuck out to us and, and who we really liked. I'll jump in first. Um, the queen of Spain, Letizia, and she was in this, what'd you call it, Rachel? Is that a bubblegum pink or what color pink is that? Mm, it's, I wouldn't call it bubblegum pink. It's like, I don't know. I mean, it's a pink, it's pink, but it's, I don't, I don't know. It's I, what it's pink. And yeah, she, I mean, she looks beautiful. I, I'm not really a fan of the peplum, um, on this, but, um, or really the neck detailing, but I do like the color. Yeah. So she's got this, uh, not really a pencil skirt, but kind of a straight skirt that goes uh, above her ankles for sure. Maybe a little longer than midi length. And then it, lo- it looks like maybe it's a two piece. So the top is yeah. a round neck. It's got some embroidery around the neckline. Um, the top matches the skirt. Like you said, this kind of ruffle peplum waistline uh, and pink shoes, of course, to match. Um, I liked it. I thought this was yeah. a fun look. Um, I don't mind the peplum. Uh, I-, I, thought it- I thought she looked great. Yes, I agree. And then moving on to um, Crown Princess Mary of Denmark, love love the gloves on her and uh, Met. I, I'm I'm we never talk about Norway. We don't talk about Norway much. Met Meti Merit. Sorry, I'm probably butchering that again. We're not as well researched as we normally are, but I love the gloves for both of them. That just adds an immediate level of class to any outfit to me. Um, Mary's Crown Princess Mary's look. Um, I'm trying to figure out kind of what's going on at the waist here, like with the kind of like draping or whatever. So but I think it's like a wrap dress and yeah. then where it wraps around, it's almost like the tie is hanging down, you know? Yeah. Like I mean, I have no problem with the wrap dress, but like, the, I don't know the tie. Anyway, I, nobody asked me, but the tie is a little bit awkward, at least in this photo, but the color is beautiful. Again, it's it's a purple color right down to the deep purple. Yeah, deep purple. Um, love the hat. Not sure what that uh brooch is, um, but I'm sure it has significance. Love the gloves. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I a good call out. I really like that both Mary and Met Merritt went all the way with the monochromatic down to the gloves. Um, so we've got let's see, so both. Okay, Matt Merritt, I, I hope I'm saying her name correctly. She's in a very like a nude blushy color. And I, I really love this. I, this might be my winner, actually. I love this look too. And and I, that's why I had to include it in here, even though we don't talk about this royal family a whole lot on the show. With her blonde hair and her kind of pinky skin tone, it just mm-hmm. blended so well. And she's got this really pretty bow on the shoulder. And I love that yeah. thick structured fabric. Listeners, if you didn't see it, go go look this outfit up. I mean, honestly, it's pretty simple, right? It's not very flashy. She didn't wear a hat or anything, but it just looks great. I love it. Yeah, she looks beautiful. And the gloves, again, like, I mean, just 
it, it just does it for me. I, I think I think this might be my favorite of the five that that we're looking at here. So then we've also got, we saw um, Princess Charlene of Monaco also that we talk a lot about on the show. And she also went with this sort of, um, I don't know, like a, it's like a creamy nudie blush sort of color. And it mm -hmm. looks like it's a two piece with a skirt and a, a, like a top jacket. So there are buttons going down, looks like over the left side, the shoulder mm -hmm. and chest area. And then it sort of wraps over on the right shoulder and kind of, she's got this like long draping piece hanging looks down like her Looks like the back. buttons go down the skirt as well. You see that? Yes, they do. They continue onto the skirt. So it all mm -hmm. kind of matches. She's got a matching fascinator, matching shoes. Um, you know, her skin also pretty fair. So it kind of sort of all blends with the color of the dress. But um, this wasn't my favorite look. No, this, I don't like this look very much. I don't like the draping in the back. I, I kind of think it washes her out a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, the draping in the back, I wasn't a big fan of. And then the skirt is, it's sort of like a midi length, mid calf length. It's got don't a little- I don't like that little slit. slit above the knee. It just, look, it just doesn't look like- it shouldn't have had a slit. Just make it like Letitia's and make it like, you know, more A-line or pencil or whatever. I agree. And I'm going to jump in here and say, I was going to say this earlier. I'm going to say it now. So we talked also before the coronation about how there may be a less formal dress code at this event, you know, instead of ball gowns. Yeah. Nobody's know, wearing like, tiaras. <laughs> like we should note that. Like it's not sort a of like it's wedding day attire. Um, yeah. So I don't know what your thoughts about that were. I thought everyone looked really great, but honestly, I was a little bummed. I wanted to yeah. see the big glitz and glam of the day. And, you know, because these outfits are beautiful, but it's not uncommon to see royals dress like this at other events. And a coronation mm -hmm. is such a rare occasion. I really did want to see everybody kind of decked out for the big event. Yeah, I mean, you're right. This is more of a royal wedding look. And, you know, I mean- we only see royals around the world, like come to the UK so often, like for state visits and stuff. But I mean, yeah, this is, this is, there's no tiaras. There's, you know, it's, it's just something that like you would wear to a wedding. Like, as you said, um, I, I also miss kind of the pomp and ceremony and the over the top glitz and glamour. But I mean, look, these ladies did, they, they understood the assignment. They, they, you know, they did what they were asked to do and, and kept it obviously incredibly classy, but, you know, within bounds. So we also saw Crown Princess Victoria of Sweden. She was in this sort of royal blue color dress, sort of the same color of dress that Kate wore at the reception at Buckingham Palace. I was going to say she got the memo about, uh, she obviously <laughs> listens to Podcast Royal and knew that blue was the color of of the moment. I love the fact on this. I, I love, I like this look a lot, actually. Um, this is out of all of these looks, this dress that Victoria has on is the one that I would personally wear. Um, that doesn't mean it's my favorite, but it, you know, and it's, it's up there, but I would wear this dress, gorgeous blue color, slightly off color, but still in the color family shoes. I love it when Royals do that. Um, she's got a hat on, she, uh, I love the cut of the dress and the waist detailing. I like it. So I also want to mention a couple other standouts for me. Rachel, did you see Pippa? Yes. And Pippa was wearing, um, the, the color of Pippa's dress is yellow. And it reminds me very much of the dress. In fact, I might have to go back and look at this. It looks, the color anyway, is like identical to the Amelia Wickstead dress, yellow dress that Kate wore to the 
platinum jubilee service mm-hmm. of thanksgiving um i don't i doubt it's the same dress but i'm only thinking that because kate yesterday at the flower show wore that dress she wore to meet mila the, uh, and then, it, then yeah. carol carol her mom had worn that dress so you know i'm thinking about the middleton women exchanging dresses but it's a gorgeous color pippa looks great I loved this look. Now I will say baby yellow, I don't think would be flattering on me, but it looked great on Pippa. I love the cut of the dress. It's sort of like the top reminds me of a blazer almost with the collar and it, you know, Mm -hmm. has buttons um, around like the midsection. And then of course you've got this flowy skirt that goes down a little above her ankles and she's got, she didn't go with yellow shoes. She's got a yellow hat. She's got nude shoes. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a really stunning look. Um, also want to talk about Penny Mordant. Um, God bless this woman for holding that sword for 900 years. She really stood out at the coronation because, you know, I think everybody was like, wow, you know, who is this lady, you know, front and center, you know, going through this ceremony. But, um, I loved her outfit as well. I mean, the Mm -hmm. color was beautiful. It was sort of like, a. I don't really know how you would describe it. It's not royal blue, but it's like a darker blue. Um, it's like almost the navy. Got, yeah, almost the navy. And some of the, it kind of looked like it had a little greenish tint in some of the pictures that I saw. So I don't know if that was lighting or what, but then it's got this like, almost like a brownish goldish leaf detailing mm-hmm. around the shoulder. She's got a cape and this hat that kind of wraps perfectly around her head. And I thought her look was really great too. What did you think? Yeah. And I, and she, she looks beautiful and God love this woman. She's, I think I read that she like had to take painkillers for like, cause she's holding this sword for like what an hour and a half or something crazy like that. I mean, mm-hmm. and I love the Cape. I really love the Cape and sorry, just the way, so, that we, the way we've arranged this has Zara, like, like two over from her. And it's just impossible to like notice anybody, but Zara, when you put everybody, I just, I thought she just looked so beautiful. Okay, my standouts really for the day, just recapping again, Met Merritt from Norway, I thought mm-hmm. looked great. Zara, great. Pippa looks great. I think those mm-hmm. are my top three for the day. Yeah, I would throw obviously Louise in there. I would put, um, yeah, I think that that's, I think I would agree with you on that. And and then you, oh, we've got a picture of Katy Perry here. <laughs> so I included this. I love Katy Perry. People were talking about her outfit. So she's in this sort of what lavender or lilac colored um, dress. And I don't know if you had thoughts about it, Rachel, but it was not my favorite. I was not a fan of this outfit. No, it just, I mean, I don't know how to say this. Like, I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but like, it just looks like too prescriptive for like a royal event. You know what I mean? Like, it sort of look like, um, almost like dress up for like a yes yes it's like let's let's play dress up for a coronation not like I don't know and, and which these- you know I will say Katie is an entertainer so you know yeah. maybe that you know she likes to dress up I mean she you know she does that for a living so you all know, I that can picture is her, is her wobbling and almost falling down on <laughs> I don't even remember where she was but um she yeah and these gloves actually don't do it for me like as opposed to um Mary, uh, Crown Princess Mary and Met Merritt, um, their gloves, these gloves don't do it for me at all. Um, kind of like Kate's gloves didn't do it for me at the BAFTAs. They're like, I, maybe I just don't like long gloves. Maybe I'm just a hater. I don't know. But I mean, you know, I, again, yeah, it just looks a little bit too costumey for me, I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that one stood out to me as one that was 
not a favorite. And um, again, Princess Charlene's outfit was not a favorite of mine. Um, so that's that's kind of where I landed for the day. Yes. Well, so let's jump into some other coronation details, including um, Sunday and Monday. So we saw Prince George as a page of honor. You know what? George on the balcony for me was more confident than I've ever seen him. He really looks like he, I mean, he'll be 10 years old in July. He looks like he's also coming into his own as well. Thought he did a great job. And then my God, Prince Louis, just like the love of my (laughs) life here, yawning, (laughs) having to be taken away by a nanny partway through the ceremony. I actually thought he made it through um, way more of the ceremony than I, than I thought he would. And he, he was away for a minute and then he came back for the, for God save the King at the end, <laughs> just on the balcony. My God, like Louis, please never lose that spirit. Like the world will try to take that spirit from you. Do not let them just love this child. Um, Prince Harry interacting with Beatrice and Edo, Eugenie and Jack, um, Zara as well and Princess Anne as well just love to see him I mean he looked happy and and that's obviously you know we we love to see that some things have happened since the coronation but we got into that on the on episode 94 but he um, left right after the ceremony and he actually skipped a reception at the palace after right after the ceremony at Buckingham Palace um, Archie actually did get his toast. Do you remember when we shared Harry and yeah. Meghan's demands or whatever they were? And they wanted Archie's, because Archie's birthday, Archie's fourth birthday was that same day. They wanted him to be recognized or toasted at something. And he was. And Charles, the way that the king said it was super weird. He like gave a toast to Archie wherever you are. It's like, dude, you know exactly where he is. He's in Montecito and whatever. And so, um, and Harry made it home to California by 6 30 PM Pacific time, which like is the longest day of his life probably. Um, and, but he made it home to tuck the kids in, in bed and say happy birthday to Archie in person. So he accomplished all of his goals. So it's a good son, a good father. He also wore a morning suit by Dior. I have heard rumors. I can't remember if we talked about this on the show that Harry is um, going to be, I don't know if it's like a spokesperson or something like that for Dior. Um, so I thought it was super interesting because, you know, he didn't get to wear his uniform and he said he was okay with wearing a morning suit. Well, now I get it right. Because he like got to plug his brand or whatever. Sure. And, you know, Megan also has worn Dior. She wore Dior. She worn Dior many times, but wore Dior at um, the aforementioned service of Thanksgiving at the Platinum Jubilee. There's some, there's some kind of business partnership happening between Harry and Dior. And so it wasn't incredibly surprising that um, he wore Dior to the coronation. Also, Anne's uh, feather headpiece, which actually blocked Harry most of the time. She was sitting right in front of him. And I don't think that was intentional. But um, anyway, um, and she was in uniform. So, um, yeah, you've got a couple more notes on on fashion. Yeah, so- kind of fashion, if you want to call it that. Sort of, yeah. Um, we saw Prince Andrew in robes. Uh, you know, he also posed for a coronation portrait. Now that one was not released publicly. The one that was released publicly, he was not a part of. I I guess he wanted to be in some of the pictures that the family kept though. Um, but I know there were some things going around online. People weren't sure how they felt about him in his in his robes. So uh, but I did want to call that out. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, it didn't sit well. It didn't feel good. Um, but you know, there he was the King's brother. So what can you do? 
And then this really, I saw this and I loved it. I shared it on our Instagram. So James Middleton shared a little memory of his dog, Ella, who has passed away on coronation day. He had this little thing in his hand and I couldn't really tell for sure what it was. I tried to look online and there were different reports. Some people said it was some kind of a token that he keeps. Some people said it could have been a cufflink, um, but it was a little gold square and it had a picture of his dog. And I thought it was so sweet. And he mentioned that, you know, she would be with him for the big day. And, you know, of course it just melted me. I thought it was a great way to to keep her memory with him. So I loved that. I hope listeners saw it, especially our dog lovers out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, the ceremony, we said, we're not going to get into details of that because everyone pretty much has probably seen it or, or has heard a lot about it at this point. But um, of course it was, you know, it was history. And if you got to watch it, you were part of that big event. There were a lot of, um, a lot of memorable moments throughout the, the day at the, at the ceremony. And then, of course, the balcony moment. And I was sad that the weather wasn't cooperating. And that the I love the fly pass. Like I, I love them. They give me such chills. And um, they they had a truncated one, but um, I was sad that um, that you know we didn't get the full the full out version because it was rainy and gross. But um, obviously, safety is paramount. But just seeing everybody up there, it's just so different without her late majesty. But um, I just, the, the, the Buckingham Palace balcony moments are iconic. And uh, I wrote an entire story that we'll have to send you listeners to about the lip reading from the day. <laughs> we're going to like talk about this briefly in a second, but like the things they were saying up there on the balcony, I mean, allegedly like who, you know, so says the lip readers, but it's funny. <laughs> they like lost, they, they were like, where's George? They lost George at a point. And then Sophie was like, where did George go? And then they forgot that. He, I mean, how could they forget that he was a page of honor and he wasn't with them. And like, you know, so, and like Charles allegedly said something about like it, it being really wobbly up there and like how he almost got too close to the edge and was kind of getting freaked out and just, just read the article. It's really funny. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the we had the big lunch and concert on Sunday we had the big help out on Monday we had a garden party on Tuesday there were lots of stuff going on after Saturday's event so tell us a little bit about first the concert Rachel let's talk about that yeah so Andrea Bocelli performed and he uh performed the song you'll never walk alone which is just absolutely beautiful read the lyrics if nothing else and um, actually the King and Queen specifically requested that songs. And so he delivered on that. Katy Perry performed two songs. Lionel Richie performed two songs. <laughs> and a lot of people were laughing because both of the songs that he performed were, I mean, you could classify those as a little bit sexual, like yeah. all night long and easy, like Sunday morning. And so, um, <laughs> just a little bit uncomfortable, but, um, great. You know, it was a great show. The King and Queen actually made a surprise appearance on American Idol, which of course, uh, Katy Perry and Lionel Richie are hosts of that. Um, I saw that appearance. It was kind of funny. It was a little awkward. I thought it was. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, what, like, I mean, we obviously are Americans that care about the Royal family, but a lot of the American public could care less about the Royal family. So, but anyway, they were on American Idol and um, maybe that, maybe that was like an exchange, like, you know, Hey, you scratch my back. I scratch yours. I'm coming and singing in your coronation concert, make an appearance on my show. So they did. Um, God bless Charlotte. Um, she, and you know, this is neither here nor there, but God love her. She tripped and fell as she was curtsying to the King. She, 
recover. She's fine. She's, you know, she's, she's tough. I think she's probably one of the toughest one of them all. Um, at the concert, we saw William, Kate, George, and Charlotte. No, Louie was probably past his bedtime. Honestly, um, William gave a, a beautiful heart, heartfelt speech, which I actually watched back again this afternoon to remind myself of what he said. And, um, you know what, Peter Phillips, dang it. You told me that you were going to take me to the coronation concert, but you know what? You brought your girlfriend, Lindsay Wallace instead, taking Rachel, whatever, Peter, like I thought, you know, we were closer than that, but, um, anyway, apparently they're, you know, good for them. I mean, I'm happy for Peter, but I'm kind of still a little bit in love with Peter Phillips and I want Zara to be my sister-in-law. So, but that's never going to happen. Um, meanwhile, Megan was seen out on a hike in California wearing more jewelry than I have ever seen anybody in my life wear on a hike. Um, she was actually wearing a lot of jewelry, but one of the pieces was Diana's Cartier watch. Um, and then on Monday it was the big help out. So it actually marked another first for Louis. So Louis has been having tons of firsts this year. He had his first Royal Christmas, his first Royal Easter, and this marked Louis's first official Royal engagement. They, um, went I see we're not as well prepared as we normally are it was like a scouting thing like they were all kinds of stuff they were painting they were um on like a not a forklift but like you know what do you call that I don't even know like William was driving all the kids around on it they're like his kids not all the kids but um they made had bow and arrows they were doing yeah shooting bow and arrows yeah um then they were roasting s'mores and um we learned one of kate's nicknames for louie she calls him lou bug which is so <laughs> cute and i mean not just like again louie like just this just could could look at like it's so fun because like you know when you work for a magazine you get to like go through all the photos and as they come and just watching all the photos come through of louie like shooting his little bow and arrow with his little serious face he's just the uh, she's the best i love this child So then we had the big coronation group portrait that was released on Monday. That was really exciting. Um, Really great to see the family together like that. Um, I was waiting for those photos to come out after the event. I really Mm -hmm. wanted to see them. Um, We also saw William and Catherine host a garden party on Tuesday, like we mentioned. And I'm sure listeners, if you saw photos, you noticed Catherine and Sophie were almost twinning at this garden party. Lots it was of floral themes. Yeah. So they swapped out the royal blues for lighter shades. We saw Catherine in a rewear of the, I don't know how you say this designer's name. Is it Ely Saab? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then we saw Sophie in blue Susanna London dress. It had this sort of like big collar in the front. That was also a rewear. Um, so she's really, she's in a Susanna London era right now, I guess. And um, Louise as well. Yeah. Um, so that was a really fun event. I've had some great pictures come out of that. And one thing that I absolutely loved, I hope listeners saw this, William met Dame Elizabeth Watts. So she's 93 years old and she actually, she was at the garden party and she told him that she attended the coronations of the queen mother, queen Elizabeth II and King Charles. So, That's so we cool. had three coronations that she's attended and then she got to go and meet Prince William. I mean, that is incredible. That's awesome. That's really cool. Also, we had the portrait release of the heirs. We had King Charles, Prince William, and of course, Prince George. So that was another really great photo. I was excited to see. I know you mm-hmm. saw that one too. And I think a lot of people were waiting for that. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. 
lot of a lot of a lot of dudes. I don't know. <laughs> I need I need to have a queen up in here, George. Please take care of that. So uh, a lot of we're trying to. You know, they said, well, we've had 70 years of a queen, so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll have we're some. Gonna, we're going to get that and probably some more with these three, but um, <laughs> monarchy's in good hands. So let's wrap up with a what the royal. This segment, listeners, if you haven't gone back and listened to older episodes, we do this on occasion. It's not something we do every episode, but every time something happens that we think is kind of goofy or funny or or maybe leaves us sort of scratching our heads like what in the world, we, we call it what the royal and want to talk about it on the show. So this time we're going to talk about what Rachel mentioned earlier. Um <laughs> King Charles in the coach looking sort of annoyed, um, you know, when they got there and they're waiting. So we had, I think Prince William and family were running a few minutes late and and mm-hmm. he looks kind of just like sort of ticked off and lip readers have said that he was saying, we can never be on time. This is a negative. This is boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was kind of a screw up. And like, I even noticed it as it was happening because I was like, there's no way that the king and queen should be waiting at, at the rear entrance for that long. Like that, this is something that's gone wrong because, and, and it had, the Wales family was late and um, just, <laughs> I just, I, I, re- I wrote about that in the same lip reading article. And, and yes, he said, allegedly said something to the effect of we can't ever get it together or something like that. We can't ever be on time. <laughs> Which how relatable is that? I know. And like, and I mean, my mom and I, because like we were noticing it as it was happening because it was like, there's no reason for them to be in the coach that long. And um, my mom said this would, the queen would have, the queen Elizabeth, I mean, not queen, not queen Camilla, but it's, we got to start differentiating, but queen Elizabeth never would have sat there that long. Like it just never would have stood for that. So yeah, he said something to the effect of we can't ever be on time. And it's like, you know what? That's very, as you said, that's very relatable. I thought that was funny. I mean, I'm sure he was already and Camilla both were probably already a basket of nerves. So waiting probably made it a little bit worse, but Mm -hmm. you can't really blame the Waleses. I mean, goodness gracious, three young kids trying to get everything together and get there. You know, I mean, something's bound to happen. If there was ever (laughs) one time to be on time though, it was probably (laughs) then, but that's okay. Everything else seemed to go off pretty much without a hitch. Well, overall, I thought the week was really a huge success. I enjoyed the pre-coronation sightings that we got to see. I enjoyed the event itself and the post-coronation engagements that they had were just a lot of fun. It was, I thought, a weekend where everyone was in great spirits and really excited for King Charles and... Rachel, I've had fun talking about it. The fashion was a great conversation too. We hadn't talked mm-hmm. about that until now. So we, we say yeah, we've been so time. busy. Yeah. We've been so busy. You and I both that we haven't had the chance to like catch up about this. So this really was the first time that we discussed the coronation since it happened. So, um, so fun. Hope it's another 20 years before we get another one. Um, already hearing that Williams is going to be drastically different from Charles's, but let's soak in this moment. And we lived a little bit of history together. Anything else before we wrap it up? I don't think so. You know, it was, I mean, our first coronation, we did it. All right. Well, listeners, 
once again, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. If you enjoyed the polls that we shared today and some of the feedback, we try to do that. So hop over there if you're not already. Follow us at Podcast Royal and join in on those conversations. If you have questions or want to start a convo or have us talk about something on the podcast, you can send us an email at hellopodcastroyal at gmail.com. And of course, please uh, be sure to go subscribe, rate, review our podcast. We really appreciate all the kind thoughts, all the nice reviews. And thank you so much for tuning into episode 95 of Podcast Royal. Bye. Bye.